Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. This weekend, that's June 5th and 6th, I'm going to be in Jackson, Mississippi, visiting St. Richard's Parish, as well as Blaylock Photography Studio. So I'll be talking about Dante, reading some of my own poetry, all these sorts of things. So anyone in the Jackson area, hope to see you there. Today, we're jumping into Dante's Inferno, Canto 21. So from bridge to bridge, speaking other things that my comedy doesn't care to sing, we went on. And we attained the summit when we rested to see the latest fissure of Malabolge and the latest vain complaints, and I saw the marvelous darkness. As in the arsenal of the Venetians, the gripping pitch is boiled in winter to repair the unsound barks, since they are unable to sail. In that place, one makes his boat new, and another shores up the hull worn by more voyages. One beats at the prow and another at the poop. Others make oars and others still wind stays. Yet more tailor mainsail and jib. So, not by flame but by divine art, a thick pitch boils there below and sticks fast to the bank in every place. I saw it, but I saw nothing in it save for the bulges the boiling lifted and all of it swelling and receding to itself again. While I wondered fixedly at that below, my leader, saying, Look, look, drew me to himself from the place where I stood. Then I turned as the man who is late to see that he ought to flee, and whom fear suddenly gags and binds, who, for looking, still does not delay his departure. And I saw a pitch-black devil come coursing toward us up the rock. Ah, how fierce was his aspect, and how bitter his acts appeared to me, with wings apart and on light feet. His shoulder, which was sharp and proud, was burdened with a sinner's hips, and held him gripped by the nerves of the feet. From our bridge he said, O Malabranche, behold one of the ancients of St. Zita. Throw him below while I return for others of that land, which furnishes them so well. Every man there is a barrator outside of Bonturo. There, for a little money, is yes made out of no. He threw him down there, and he turned for the hard rock, and never was a mastiff loosed to pursue a thief so frantic, and was stuffed in, and returned with his face smeared, but the demons that had the cover of the bridge shrieked, Here the holy face has no place, here you swim otherwise than in the Sergio. so if you've no wish of our hooks, don't be up above the pitch. Then they raked him with more than a hundred hooks, and said, Here you must dance under cover and thieve in secret if you can. Not otherwise do cooks make their vassals stuff down meat in the midst of the cauldron with their tongs so that it doesn't rise. The good master said to me, So it won't appear to them that you're here. Squat down on the other side of a crag or some suitable screen, and fear no offense they might do to me. For I've had these encounters before, and I've met their berating another time. After that he passed there over the bridge, and as he joined the sixth bank, he showed how sure he was of his craft. With that fury and that tempest dog's rays going out against a beggar who cries out quickly where he's arrested, they rushed him from below the little bridge, and came against him with their scourges, but he cried, Let none of you be fell. Before your hooks grip me, let one of you be drawn ahead to hear me, and then consider clawing me. All shrieked, Let Malakota go, at which one moved, 
and the other stood firm. And he came, saying to himself, What will this profit them? Would you think, Malakota, to see me come here, said my master, secure now from all your schemes, without the divine will and the right hand of fate? Let us go, for in heaven it's willed that I show another this wooded way. Then his pride so plummeted that he let the hook fall to his feet, and he said to the others, Now let him not be wounded, and my leader to me. O you that sit among the crags of the bridge, quiet as a mouse, surely now you may return to me. At which I moved myself, and came to him wrapped, and the devils also advanced, that I feared they not hold to the pact. So I once saw the infantry in fear of leaving the negotiations of Caprona, seeing themselves among such enemies. I drew all my person up alongside my leader, and I didn't turn my eyes from those semblances which bore no good. They lowered their hooks, and one cried to the other, Should I touch him in the rump? And he responded, Yes, make him take it. But that demon that took the warning from my leader turned to all at once and said, Easy, easy, Scarmiglione. Then he said to us, To go further along this escarpment is impossible, for the sixth arch lies all splintered in the depth. And if it please you only to advance, go along this grotto. Another rock that gives away is near. Yesterday, five hours farther on than now, 1,266 years had passed that the way here was broken. I'll send these of my troop along the way to see if anyone is on display. Go with them, for they'll do nothing. Bring yourselves forward, Alichino and Calcabrina, he commenced to say, and you, Cagnazzo, and Barbariccia guide the troop. Let Libicoco come as well, and Taragignazzo, Tust, Ciriato, and Grafiacane, and Farfarello, and crazy Rubicante. Search about the boiling paste. Let these be safe up to the other rock that goes altogether over the dens. Oh, my master, what is that I see, I said. Come on, let us go along unescorted if you know the way. As for me, I don't like it. If you are as shrewd as usual, do you not see that they grind their teeth and menace us with their brows? And he to me, I not have you frightened. Let them grind according to their sense, for they do this for the boiling sinners. So they went along the left bank. But first each gripped his tongue with his teeth for a signal to their leader, and he had made a trumpet of his hole. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you Tuesday for Dante's Inferno, Canto 22.